All right. Welcome to another episode of Comic Book Squares. Uh, we're going to be doing another interview today. My name's Shane. I'm Paul. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Let's get this show started. All right, welcome to another episode of Comic Book Squares. This is going to be an interesting one. Uh, we're only going to have just myself doing the interview today. And I'd like to introduce you to uh, Rory. Rory, do me a favor and just kind of tell everybody who you are and, and what your program's about. All right, guys. Uh, my name's Rory Miller. I am the editor-in-chief of Forge 21 Comics. We are a brand new company. We are working as the American division of a German video game studio based out of Berlin called Forge 21. We are Forge 21 Comics. We are making NFT comic books the way NFT comic books should be. Um, we feel like we have hit the uh, secret sauce of what makes them closer to an NFT than to a digital comic. And we think that we have cracked how to make digital comics collectible. All right. Very cool. Um, so, and you know, the, the thing about our show is that, uh, you know, we focus only on independent comic books. So it's really interesting. The reason why I wanted to have you on the show is that uh, you, you seem to be focusing just on indie comics for your platform. Can you tell me a little bit about, you know, why you decided to go that route and, and if that is, in fact, the case? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is indie comics, first and foremost. We have seen a couple of corporations, the big corporate comics, make dip their toe in the NFT pool, we'll say, with uh, Marvel, of course, is on the VV platform, which is which is a great platform. It is what some people call a walled garden, meaning it is on that app and only on that app. At this point, you can't take it off the app. They're promising somewhere down the line, the collectibles will go off the app. The comics, probably not, but, but the collectibles will. Hmm. Um, okay, but that's fine. We know DC has done something over with the Palm Network where you can get the covers to the comics and somewhere down the line, they think you'll be able to read them, I believe. Um, unless that's changed in the last month. I think that's the situation there. And then we see uh, Dynamite has uh, a deal with a group called Terra Virtua and you can get the comics there and they are NFTs, but they don't feel like NFTs. It really just feels like a digital comic because they all have the same cover which is a digital comic at that point. You know, it's they've not taken advantage of the technology of the NFT, and that's one thing we're going to do. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I strayed a little bit from your, your first question, which was, why indie comics? And the thing is, that's where the innovation comes from. We're a brand new company. We're innovating in our field. We want to work with creators who are doing something that we haven't seen 100 times before. We don't want to tell, you know, the... You know, there's a thousand issues of Batman, a thousand issues of Superman already. We're getting close to that on Amazing Spider-Man. Instead of telling those tales, we're going out there, we're finding creators, and we're trying to really change their life by giving them complete and total ownership of their properties. We take no rights whatsoever from them. And this way, they can tell the stories they want to tell. We can put out the stories that we want to put out with them. We take nothing from them. We pay them pretty much twice industry standard, plus a lot more on the back end because they get a lot of bonuses and, and then the percentage of the sales 
so that we can kind of bring them along at the same time. We really feel like we're going to change some lives here. Yeah. I mean, when you and I spoke on the phone, I, I was just super impressed with, with what you guys are planning. And um, now I'm just so excited that you're, you know, able to, to kind of put this out there for indie creators, like you said, to, to make some additional revenue that they, you know, might not be able to make in the, in the printed world. Um, so that was just uh, super exciting for me. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to, you know, get too far into, uh, you know, the details of it, because I'm sure we're going to talk about that in a second. But, um, you know, one thing I wanted to ask you about was, um, you know, you had mentioned the idea that each one of these is individual, um, as opposed to if anybody's familiar with Vivi, like you had mentioned, um, they generally release, what is it, uh, five different uh, covers, but then there's multiple, might be a thousand or more of each one of those covers. They're the exact same. It's just the numerically, uh, the NFT, you own a different number um, version of it. So tell me a little bit about why you decided to go with the individual uh, one of one route and how that all works. Well, the the NFT world has been doing it this way for you know an entire crypto cycle now four years five years going back to the earliest things like crypto kitties you know i, I bought some crypto kitties they're still sitting on there waiting to be sold um they have not sold i was late to the party but early enough to the party that i paid good money for them and uh i remember the f beast was like more than i was going to get out of it so but that's okay um so, but the big thing with NFT since then, we've gone on to where the big draw is you can make every single one of them unique. And like you said, over on Vivi, there's 20,000 now of an issue. It was 30,000. They've come down a little bit. 20,000 of issue, 15,000 or 10,000 of them will be um, the same common cover and then a little bit less and a little bit less, all the way down to 250 or 500 of the super rare. But even with that super rare, you still have one of 500. Mm -hmm. So we want to do something better. We want to do what NFT creators can do, which is make sure that every single person is going to get a unique cover. Now, it will be made up of elements that do appear on multiple covers, but no two will have the exact same combination of these elements. And some of these uh, traits are going to be super, super rare. Kind of makes them a little more collectible, makes them something people may chase. Or, you know, frankly, I'm the kind of person that if if blue's my favorite color, I want that header in blue. I don't want it in, in you know, an ugly color. Uh, not that we have ugly colors, but a color that I think is ugly, you know. So if I want a blue title, I want a blue title. I don't want even want the gold foil, which may be more rare, but that doesn't mean uh, that I want that necessarily. I'll leave that for someone else to buy. Um, so yeah, everyone's going to mint one and all 10,000 will be unique. In fact, we did the math one day and we were up to about a quintillion different versions we could do. Now, when you're talking a number that big, there would be some repeats just because of the, the, the slim chance that it could happen. But when you're doing 10,000 out of a quintillion, it, it's not going to happen, you know? That's really interesting. So now I, I'm I'm part of another NFT platform called Recur. I'm not sure you're you're familiar with Recur. Yeah, no, I, I have I have well, I had two. I think I sold one. I have one of the passes, and I have uh, several of the Star Trek um, NFTs that they did. So you're familiar with how they break down their um, 
rarities and, and, and different things. Are you planning on doing something like that on your platform? Yeah, you, you'll know that here is a general idea of from rare to common and what percentage. So you're going to know by looking on it because you're going to be able to take these right over to OpenSea and OpenSea is going to let you go through, click on the traits and see the percentages behind everything. So you can figure out, hey, I got the most rare title, less than 1% have this. Hey, I didn't have a, a, a QR code on mine, and I know only 10% of them don't have QR codes, so that's mm. that's rare too. I have a 1% weapons combination over here. I have a 1% of the sidekicks. Oh, and my background is 3%, and you can kind of figure out that, hey, you know, if I have three or four uh, items that are as rare as 1% to 3% or something, I, I've got a really rare, really special cover here. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the really unique things about Reeker. It's interesting to watch all of the different platforms and how each one of them is is kind of doing things just a little bit different. If you look at the bat calls, you know, they they took oh, yeah. that same uh, kind of idea that Reeker did with uh, different attributes, and and each one has a, a different rarity. Um, so it's interesting that you're bringing that into the to the covers for the for the books. Um, I just I, I don't know like that is. That's one of the big advantages to NFTs, to this technology, is we can give everyone something special. I don't know why you would pass on that, except for I do know why they passed on it, because it was a lot of work to do it the right way. So, One thing I keep hearing people talk about within uh, the NFT world is this idea of utility. Um, each one of them kind of is doing their own thing. Like if you look at Wax... Um, you know, they, they, they're mixing the real world with the NFT world where you can get a certain, say, Hot Wheels NFT. And then if you're holding it at the right time, they'll send you a physical version of that. Um, another NFT platform I don't know if you're familiar with is uh, Oddkey. And uh, Todd McFarlane's partnered with them, and they released a couple of their comics. And uh, they did an event recently where if you were an Oddkey holder, you got a private uh, meeting with uh, Todd. And I think it was at San Diego Comic-Con. And yeah. I think they had said they had like 60 people at that event. Um, and I, they did a bat call event as well um, in New York. Um, so I'm just curious, are you planning any kind of or initially or in the future um, some well, the, utility the, along? The initial utility is the ability to read the comic. Okay. I mean, let's not overlook that. That's what separates us from an NFT project that's a PFP project where it's, you know, here's a cool looking monkey with a funny hat, you know, Okay, that's great. Um, it's a piece of art, and, you know, we, we love art. You know, we all love art. But you get the utility of the actual comic. Now, beyond that, we are looking at things in the future where you can, if you're the one who meant it, you're going to win something or have the opportunity that other people wouldn't have. Now, with our first one, we do have uh, kind of a sweepstakes. One of the people who meant it will win $500. Um, and that's based off the QR code. And that will go to who minted it. Um, our publisher, Matt Gunnerman, that's kind of his brainchild. He came up with this idea. I think it's a fantastic way. You click on that QR code and then, boom, it's going to take you to one of our pages. And one person's going to win the $500 for minting it. So if you minted it and then sold it real quick and you never even checked the QR code, the mentor is still going to be the one who gets the $500 because it's the only way to make sure that it's not redeemed twice, but also uh, we want that because we want to reward people for minting, not for 
you know, someone go through QR code or every one of them and, oh, this is the winner. I'll go ahead and buy it. And that guy don't know it, you know. So we want to make sure we do that. There are talks. We're going to be at cons and stuff in the future. Yes, we are going to be working with different creators. And so our utility on that end is really going to come down to the creators and what they want to do in terms of what kind of access they can give us. And it may be something as simple as, you know, are you familiar with the the uh, the card game Munchkin? Yeah. Yeah. Munchkin, uh, they go to Gen Con every year. They took over a local tavern. They call it Munchkin Tavern. They theme it up. If you have a ticket from the con, then you went to their table, you get to come over. So we're talking about doing something like that. I promise you, if we get off to a good run, we're having a lot of success. We're going to put on some fun events for people. I'm not going to come out and say that right now because I wouldn't feel comfortable promising, hey, we're going to have a Ninja Boy party. You know, I I don't know if we're going to, you know, you only know what you know. So I don't know if we're two years ahead of the market here, if we're two years ahead of the technology, or if we're in the right place at the right time. So I don't want to promise, you know, a Munchkin Tavern experience and not be able to deliver it later, you know. And, and you never know what will happen with the creators. So, um, but we're based on the eastern part of the United States. I drove down to Dallas. I live in Kentucky, by the way. I drove down to Dallas uh, for Dallas uh, for Dallas Fan Expo. You know, I'm mm. six hours from Chicago for C2E2. You know, Orlando Megacon's not that far out of the way, especially if mm-hmm. you can parlay that into a quick trip to Disney. You know how that goes. Uh, family yeah. man here. I got a wife and a kid. We got we to gotta do something for the wife and kid, too, you know. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, we're going to be at things. We're going to be doing things. Uh, we'll have more announcements on that. Uh, I'm telling you right now, we uh, we get we get this first one. If we've learned what we're doing, exactly how it needs to be done, then we're going to hit the ground running and we're going to do some amazing things after that. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for you. I, I think you. I actually think you're at the right time, so I, I'm rooting for you. Um, I think that this this whole space is just exciting. I, I'm I'm excited to be part of it, um, and just to see where things are going. It's just you know all still still brand new. I mean, Vivi's only been around for a couple of years, and you know the bat call thing just happened this year. Uh, Recur just happened in December. I mean, it's it's all all of them are still just brand new and, and fresh and exciting. So. Yeah, I'm, 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 that's why I wanted to have you on the show because I'm, I'm just excited for you and, and I hope anything we can do to get the word out about what you guys are doing. Anything that puts comics into the hands of more people, we all have to support. You know, we all have to get behind. We all have to, you know, we say comic community over and over again. You hear about the comic community, um, but there's, there's these times when, when you can give stuff back to the comic community. And, and that's really what kind of started this was, you know, we were, we've all heard the stories of creators and how they're done by the big publishers. Um, we've all heard the stories about the page rates haven't gone up in, in a while. We know there's not a lot of reason for creators to stay doing the interior of one book year after year anymore. You know, nowadays, if you get a mm. 10 or 12 issue run, we feel like, man, we've really got something special here. And uh, we, we think we can do a little more to uh, help them profit off of their own creations, their own characters that they own, so that they can free themselves up to do more with that character 
Or if they want to go back and, and, you know, I'm going to make this over here and I'm going to do this over here with someone else, that's great. We we don't mind. We want these guys and girls that are working with us to, to be very successful and to really find a new way to succeed in this market because, you know, the comic market's getting pretty tight out there. Yeah. Well, I mean – I, I, we didn't talk about this prior to, to you coming on. So if if you don't feel comfortable with this, uh, I totally understand. But I know when you and I spoke, we had talked about uh, kind of what you're hoping to be able to give back to um, them as far as what they potentially earn. And then as far as yeah. like the, uh, the, the, the thing that really struck me was the idea that they'll continue to uh, earn money on a reoccurring basis as things are sold within the marketplace. So just uh, if you're comfortable talking about that, I'd love to get that out there. Cause I think it's exciting. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm just going to put all the cards on the table and tell you exactly <laughs> what we're offering. Here is the pitch. So if you're a comic creator out there, um, you own a property outright, or if you've got a partner with it, everything I'm going to say is going to be to the creators. However, they split it. It's up to them. Yeah. Uh, if it's one, if it's a writer, an artist, 50-50, easy. If it's a writer, an artist, an inker, a colorist, and we've got different percentages, well, we can make that happen too. You know, no problem there. So we pay up to $5,000 for the rights to make the NFT. So $5,000 there, we'll say. Then they're going to get uh, another $2,000 for the cover. So here the artist gets paid that. You know, we don't pay the writer for the cover work, of course. It's $1,500 for the artist and then another $500 to get it colored in ink. So if they do both of those, take full $2,000. So now we're up to $7,000. Then for every $2,500 we sell, and we, we plan on selling additions of $10,000. So for every $2,500 we sell, they'll make another $5,000. So essentially $2 off each one we sell. Mm -hmm. uh, we're just going to pay it every 2500 so we're not constantly sending. Uh, so that money goes in. So that's another 20000 So now we're up to 27000 But then there's the 4%. Built into the smart contract, like all NFTs, whenever you sell an NFT, a certain percentage goes back to the creator. Now, there are some of these, even some comic NFT companies out there, that 7, 9, 10%, whatever they charge, goes to the comic company. And the people who did the work on the inside get nothing extra, just like if Marvel mm -hmm. prints a shirt for Tyler Kirkham's uh, Venom cover, he ain't seeing anything. And, and too many times you hear artists say, I didn't even know the shirt existed until someone wore it at my booth. You know, I'm sure it's a lot of fun to go into Hobby Lobby and see your art hanging there to be mm -hmm. sold, but that it's not so fun when you're like, oh, yeah, I spent that money a long time ago and I've never mm -hmm. seen another dime. So that 4% is built into the smart contract where every sale, including the first sale, so if we sell out all 10000 and we sell it out at uh, about, uh, we'll say, we're going to say 25 bucks now. Now, we are selling it for, right now, 0.015 eth, uh, Ethereum, but Ethereum has been kind of all over the place lately, so mm -hmm. we might adjust that number a little closer. Particularly if Ethereum goes up a few more thousand dollars, we're we're gonna have to we're gonna have to bring that number back down, or a few more hundred dollars even. Mm -hmm. So if they sell that out, if we sell out ten thousand, their four percent 
is I think another eight thousand dollars. I am uh, trying to do the math real quick here. <laughs> well, you get into the yeah, another ten thousand dollars, so about ten thousand dollars more. So now we're up to thirty-seven thousand dollars. That is kind of what they would see as soon as we sell out that ten thousandth one. They'll have the other money already. They'll be getting their five thousand, whatever twenty-five hundred. So now we're up to to um, thirty-seven thousand dollars or something. We're talking about. But then they're going to make another 4% on every time they change hands on the secondary market. That, that is what you were talking about a while ago, and that's mm-hmm. the amazing thing. It's like getting paid when back issues sell mm-hmm. for the first time ever in this industry. It's never been done before. It just couldn't be done. But now it's, it's in the code. There's no way around it. And that 4% doesn't ever come to our account. That 4% goes exactly to the creators, right to their crypto wallet. I tell them all the time, don't lose your crypto wallet because we can't change it. You know, that's the thing about these NFTs. When they're made, that smart code is there. We got one shot to get it right. That's it. Mm -hmm. Um, And they've got one wallet that it's going to go to for the rest of time. So their children, their grandchildren, as long as NFTs are a thing, they should be getting that royalty every single time it changes hands. Uh, like I said, can't change it. We can pay the other stuff, but that 4% won't ever even come to us. That goes straight to them. So that's pretty exciting. Um, you know, and, and I hope some of the guys that we're working with will leave it in crypto until the next bull run and then pull it out and be like, whoa, look, we made even this much more. But even if I know that may be wishful thinking, because I know people got bills to pay. So they may possibly uh, just be pulling it out as it comes in. And I get that too. Um, but it's pretty exciting that, that we're able to do this. So you're looking at on a sellout $37,000 or something to split between the creators plus wow. 4% is going to come in. So that's one of the reasons why we really want it to hammer home neat rarities and rare things so that we get a little bit of a second-hand market going pretty quickly on these to keep giving our creators more money. Well, I think that's absolutely fantastic. When you were originally telling me that when we talked, I was just blown away. I think it's, yeah, you're doing a real service, I think, to the indie comic creators, and uh, and I think they should be excited about it. Um, yeah, I, I love it. That sounds great to me. Yeah, so, we, we think, we think, you know, we're, we're paying about as much money up front that you would get on working on a book for Marvel or DC, even more, unless you're a huge, huge name, which, which you know. But <clears throat> that's the low bar. That's the starting. That's the entry. That's before we sell anything, you know. When we, when we get to selling, then the numbers just get very high, you know. Yeah. So we, we really think we are going to make, you know, an awesome difference in the life of some of these creators and free them up that, hey, my independent comic that I make can be my career, you know, and not just this labor of love that I am stealing hours from my family at the end of the day after doing my day job, you know. So we really do think we're going to make a world of difference there. Yeah, I, I think you are as well. I think you're on the right path. And it sounds like you're you're doing it for all the right reasons. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about is, so 
some of the other platforms that we've talked about, uh, Recur and, and Vivi and the, the back calls, they have um, kind of an online marketplace. It sounds like you're going to uh, do yours more in OpenSea. Can you just talk We're a little bit about that? We're going to OpenSea. We are looking at down the road, hopefully within the first quarter or second quarter of next year, hopefully have our own marketplace also. But we it was very important to us that you be able to, I mean, that you self-custody these. They are in your crypto wallet. They are in your NFT collection, and you can take them to OpenSea. That that was goal number one, or any platform that, that works with, with these NFTs. Yeah, we did not want it to be, oh, you can only do this over here. Well, well that's no fun. And we understand you might you might be in into our NFTs, to our NFT comics. You may buy a bunch that you want to flip and you've got your eye on another NFT. Whatever. That's fine. It's yours. You own it. You get to mm-hmm. sell it. You get to keep the money minus the fees that are built into the uh to the smart contract and the fees of the platform you sell it on. You know, it it, it hopefully will come down that hey, it's a better deal to sell it over on our marketplace one day. But we also realized that, you know, hitting OpenSea with the access to the NFT community, to the collectors, to the buyers, to the fans, that was more important to us than just having an app we market um, and hoping people will come over to our walled garden as it was. So, no, so we do want uh, we do want to make sure that we're on OpenSea. That was like the number one thing we had was, you know, it has to work with other platforms it has to work with people's wallets absolutely so just curious um so how does the readability work um if you're selling it on OpenSea? i understand how it works in vivi because within their platform you can they have a reader where you could turn the pages and that kind of thing how does that work in OpenSea? that will be the one thing you have to come to us for you come to our web page you have it in your wallet. You hook your wallet up to our web page. We read up. Oh, you have this one. Therefore, you can read this book. Here it is. And you'll have something that looks like a, a collection of comics eventually if you have more than one. And you can click on it and read it. Now, you will have to come to our web page for that. There's just no other way to do that. We can't tell OpenSea, hey, you have to build a reader to go with these. Um, nobody right. else has a reader right now that is interoperable with everything else you know it, it's only theirs at their thing you can only read bb at bb you can only read terra virtual virtua at terra virtua you can only read well i guess that's really about it oh, i guess todd uh, mm-hmm. uh you know odd key uh, i'm not even sure what his reading i haven't read one on his page yet I've, I've been on there i've looked at it several times but but i haven't uh i haven't been on it since the Sponoskis or whatever they were they did first yeah. the, the yeah that, I think that was, uh, let's test this out and see how this works. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then he's like, all right, now let's do comics. So, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I very cool. I get it. Well, uh, just so everybody uh, knows, where, what is the, uh, the website that they can go to to learn a little bit more about it? Honestly, right now, find us on Twitter, Forge21Comics. We'll get you to us. Um, we are on Instagram, same name. We're on Facebook. That is probably the best place at this moment. Um, in the next few weeks, we will make that push for the regular web page where you can do updates. We're going to be on a Discord server of a, another project from our from our uh, our brother company, I guess it is, our, our Forge Twenty One. So 
we will be on that soon. But right now, you are at the very beginning. If you're finding us on Twitter, it's probably the most active page right now. Instagram coming up next. Um, if you have any questions, you can shoot them to us at any of these platforms. Uh, like I said, we, you know, I just told you and everyone else out there what we're offering creators financially. So there's not a lot we're not going to tell you if you just come and ask and just ask it in, in public is fine too. Um, so yeah, we are, we're real excited. Uh, our first book is Ninja Boy by Ali Garza and Alan Warner. Uh, in case you guys are a little younger than I am, um, Ninja Boy was a, I left it in plastic. I should have known the glare would be terrible. Ninja okay. Boy was published by Wildstorm DC in the early 2000s. Uh, you know, 40, 50,000, 60,000 issues uh, per, uh, copies per issue were sold. Uh, Ali's always wanted to get back to it, but, you know, he had a stint on Supergirl. He had a few things from Marvel. He had other projects with Wildstorm. He's just now finally got back to Ninja Boy. We uh, got the first issue of the second series. There is a there is a, uh, a preface that'll tell you the basic story up to now. So you're not going to be lost coming in. It is a true issue one of the new tell. And uh, if you didn't read the first tell, um, you know, it's out there in trade paperback. You can find some of the comics from time to time, but, but probably the trade paperback is going to be the best route. Um, I've heard there is actually a company that is looking to reprint the issues fairly soon. So, again, we take no rights. We tell our creators, as soon as you're done, as soon as we put it out, you want to print the thing, take our money to pay for the printing. We've we've been able to do this because we got rid of the most expensive part of the comic book industry, the printing. Right. Which is the thing that everybody does a Kickstarter and thinks, oh, we raised this much money. And then they go to print it and they're like, what happened? <laughs> you know, <laughs> the paper is now uh, 20% more expensive than it was when we started the Kickstarter last year. So, right. Um, I was talking to some creators the other day and I was, and I, I, I told them, I'm like, I saw your Kickstarter. I could have got you more money. <laughs> they're like, well, we, we, we didn't know about you. I was like, well, truth be told, we didn't exist when you started, but, right. but nonetheless, I could have got you more money. Um, they're like, well, well, we're going to have an issue two. And I'm like, all right, all right. Talk to me about issue two and we'll, we'll talk about issue one and maybe we'll just have a really long issue, but we're really excited about working with Ollie. He's been great to work with as our artist. Alan, our writer's great. Um, Ollie is a lot of fun. Uh, we had meetings with him and you know, it's, it's just great when you see exactly the right person at the right time you, you, you found, you know? When, when our publisher, Matt, had the idea behind this, and he contacted Tim over at Forge 21 and said, let's do NFT comics, but let's do it where the creators are getting the best deal you can get in the comic industry. And Tim was like, send me a business plan. Let's see the business plan and make sure. And and then Tim was like, yeah, this is awesome. This is awesome that there's there's room here for everyone to succeed and to move forward and for the industry to move forward. So mm-hmm. Matt calls me up and says, Hey, I'm going to make NFT comics. And I was like, you're not an artist. You're not a writer. What are you talking about? And he's like, well, I'm not making my comics. I'm, I'm helping other people make theirs. So right. 
within a month, we had Ollie, we had Ollie and Alan, we had them to an agreement. We had the book. They had the book already ready to row. And we, we tell our people over at Forge 21 and they're like, you got this done in a month. We, we wow. thought three months from now, we would might be entering some discussions. They're like, no, no, we're ready. Let's go. So wow. here we are. We're ready to row September 25th. We're going to be minting. We're going to do some um, whitelist spots. So some people will be able to mint the day before up to 10. If you're interested in a giveaway, we'll be glad to do a giveaway through your channel here. Um, we'll huh? give away what, what we're calling golden tickets uh, that will give you. Um, they're really cool looking to start with. but So people will like that. But then they'll also give you that spot on that whitelist so that you get a guaranteed chance to buy and a day early. Oh, day that's early. fantastic. So that's, so that's fantastic. Um, I wanted to make sure real quick I, that I did say um, our uh, Forge 21, uh, the main guy there is a guy named Tim, Tim Mega Gwingwomp. And, and I know that sounds like I just uh, butchered his name in German. So when Tim watches this, he's going to be like, sort of close. But uh, but Tim's awesome. Uh, Matt Gunnerman, our publisher. Alexandra Rall, our uh, art director. She works with Force 21. But we kind of we kind of steal her away to, to do our job while she's doing a lot of things over there, too. So, you know, Force 21 has been a blast to work with. We're creating the comic division here in America. It is, uh, <clears throat> it's just easier to do it here. Um, we, we found out some of the German uh, uh, corporation laws are a little funky compared to ours. We're going to be working with the American creators first. We are looking to broaden that later. We're, we're talking, you know, there is a, a very thriving comic scene in France, in Japan. Of course, everybody knows um, you know, and there, and even in, in Europe, um, in other countries, you, you get some things. So we are looking at, at really becoming a global brand, but we're going to start here in English primarily because this was, this was the, this was the easiest route for us to get started. Well, I'm, I'm super excited for you. I, I'm just, uh, really feel lucky to have you on here even before the launch. It's, it's super awesome. Glad that we got a chance to connect and, uh, and hear about everything. So, uh, yeah, you know, hopefully our, our viewers are, are excited about the opportunity. We'll put all the information, uh, in below in the description. And, uh, I just want to thank you again for taking the time to, to come on and, and talk about your, your platform. I appreciate it. I, I want to show some art before I go. This is, oh yeah. This is actually before we finalized a few things, but you get the general idea. Um, we've got, uh, we've got, I've just printed these out just, just to have as kind of an example. We're talking about all these variants, all these different traits we have. We brought back character boxes. We've got uh, 20 something variations on the title. You've got weapons that'll be different. You've got backgrounds that'll be different. We've got, you know, all kinds of elements throughout. Um, you know, I, I've got two here today. I know, not not much. But we've got all this going on. Uh, I really think the NFT will be an amazing collectible as just 
the cover will be amazing as an NFT on top of the 30 page story that, that we think that people are really going to enjoy. It's, it is a great action story, um, killer art throughout. So greatly appreciate cool. you having us on to talk. Um, I don't know. Uh, it, it's, it seems like I just looked at the clock and I'm like, how would we spent this much time? I thought we just got started, man. I, I could do this all day. So, um, I won't well, for your well, sake, but uh, hopefully well, we'll I, be back on and tell you about more about it and about our next project. Oh yeah, we'd love to have you back on. Absolutely, yeah. I'm just super excited that you're you're you know doing this for the indie indie creators. That's what the show is all about, and trying to help them out and you know put food on their table. So I, I'm just I'm happy for you. I'm happy for the 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 creators. It's, it sounds like a great uh, great project. I know I'll be participating. Well, I greatly appreciate that, and uh, I'll get with you on some details. If you want to do a giveaway in the comment section, um, we'll, we'll give away some whitelist spots if people are interested. And, uh, you know, I, September 25th, we launch. I think we're going to change the world, starting with creators and creator rights. We take no rights from them. We put out their product, their vision, but we're doing it with the, the state-of-the-art technology that uh, – that that's right there waiting to be used. And we think we've done it the right way here. All right. Well, thanks again. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. Well, thanks again for uh, turning into another episode. Please hit that like subscribe and notification bell so we can keep bringing you content like this and we'll see you on the next one.